Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from Rapidly Rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s with yours truly, Glenn Robison, on Island Radio, KISL Avalon at 88.7 on your FM dial and at KISLAvalon.com on your internet dial. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone, and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this week's show, we'll hear about Corvus Brachyrinkos, we'll celebrate Bert Van Cleve's birthday, go off on a tangent, and hear some songs about Equus Asinus. What's that? Donkeys. Last week, I mentioned that Black Ivory King recorded a song called The Flying Crow. A large group of crows is a murder of crows, So I guess the Flying Crow is going to start off a murder of rapidly rotating records about crows. They come to three four to change the crew. Flying crow leaving for Apple. Why they come to three four to change the crew. They'll take water and tax the counters. And for Ashtown, they'll keep on through. Twenty-five minutes on heave none. For a cup of coffee and a slice of cake. Twenty-five minutes on evening. For a cup of coffee and a slice of cake. Flying crew is headed for Kansas City. And boy, she just won't wait. Yon she goes, she's gone home. Let a red and green light behind. She's gone, she's gone. Let a red and green light behind. Well, now the red means trouble, and the green means a rambling mind. Well, I hate to hear. That old farmer's when he toned his bell.
Dallas Jamboree Jug Band, and one of just four sides they recorded, Flying Crow Blues from Vocalion 03132, September of 1935. The Dallas Jamboree Jug Band included Carl Davis on guitar, vocals, and kazoo, Charles Chicken Jackson on washboard and jug, and the string bass player identified only as Shorty. We started the show with Black Ivory King, whom you'll remember from last week's show as Texas pianist Dave Alexander, 
with his tune, The Flying Crow, from DECA 7307, recorded in Dallas, Texas, on February 15, 1937. The Flying Crow was a passenger train of the Kansas City Southern Railway, or KCS, known as the Route of the Southern Bell. Its routes go back further, but the KCS was created on April 1, 1900. The Flying Crow began service in 1928 and ran between Shreveport, Louisiana and Port Arthur, Texas. It ceased operating on May 11, 1968, and the Kansas City Southern Railway itself, the smallest of the country's Class I railroads in terms of route miles, disappeared in March of this year when it was acquired by the Canadian Pacific for $25 billion. The Flying Crow was a train, but here are a couple of rapidly rotating records about the large passerine bird species, Corvus bracarincos, or the American Crow. You've heard the talk about the farm relief. I want to tell you about a thief. He steals from the farmer all he makes, though the farmer works till his poor back aches. He plants his corn down in the ground, the crows they follow him around. Each hill he's made the crows have found and... (coughs) The poor old farmer, what a fix he's in. The crows get fat and he gets thin. The mortgage will be due someday, but how in the world can the farmer pay? For in the fall, when the crops are in, there's mighty little in the bin. The crows have eat it all again, and... Now Papa Crow sits on a limb. And Mama Crow sits next to him. The little crows join in the song. Then they all get together and the whole day long they... When the farmer takes a trip to town The darned old crows come flying down When he comes back at the close of day They beat his crops and flown away For what he buys the farmer will not have enough To pay his bill But the crows will always eat their fill And (coughs) the poor old farmer works around all day and tries his honest debt to pay. He shoes the crows off with a gun, but they come right back every doggone one. If the farmer's going to get relief, I want to say it's my belief. He needs protection from this thief and his... (coughs) Now Papa Crow sits on a limb. (coughs) And Mama Crow sits next to him. The little crows join in the song Then they all get together and the whole day long they I listen there folks while I tell it to thee 
I'm gonna tell you a little mystery. It's all about that old black crow you see. He built his nest down in a hickory nut tree. Ain't that so? I don't know, I don't know. Oh, that certainty is a mystery about that old black crow in the hickory nut tree. I once knew a doctor and his name was Peck. Fell in a well, he broke his neck. Served him right, he ought to stayed at home. Doctor the sick and lead a well alone. Ain't that so? Ain't that so? I don't know, I don't know. Oh, that certainly is a mystery about that old black crow in the hickory nut tree. I once had a fight with a man named Fritz. He shot at me and I took a fit. I heard the bullet when it passed me. Heard it again when I passed it. Now ain't that so? I don't know, I don't know. Well, it certainly is a mystery about that old black crow in the hickory nut tree. I got a gal, her name is Stella, mouth as big as an open umbrella. She's knocking, eating pigeon toad and cross-eyed too. Look for New York and seen Kalamazoo. Ain't that so? I don't know, I don't know. Well, it certainly is. A mystery about that old black crow in the hickory nut tree. A horse and a flea, three little mice, sitting in the corner, shooting dice. The horse, he slipped and fell on a flea. Flea, he said, now it's a horse on me. Ain't that so? I don't know, I don't know. Well, it certainly is. A mystery about that old black crow in the hickory nut tree. I went down to see my girl Bess. When I got there, she was all undressed. I said, slip some on and come down, dear. Slipped on a cake of soap and broke her ear. Ain't that so? I don't know, I don't know. Well, it certainly is a mystery about that old black crow in the hickory nut tree. I hen and a rooster lived way out west, said the hen to the rooster, I love you best, said the rooster to the hen, you're telling a doggone lie, caught you last night with a big Shanghai, now ain't that so? I don't know, I don't know, oh, well it certainly is, a mystery about that old black crow in the hickory nut tree. It was also recorded by the Allen Brothers and Harry Frankel, better known as Singin' Sam. But there you heard Ballard Cross with Old Black Crow in the Hickory Nut Tree. That was recorded in the famous Knoxville Sessions in August of 1929 by Vocalion, issued as catalog number 5359. Hugh Ballard Cross was born October 19, 1904 in Oliver Springs, Tennessee. He was a member of the Cumberland Ridge Runners in the 30s, appearing in stage shows and radio broadcasts. As Hugh Cross, he made the very first recording of Wabash Cannonball for Columbia on April 9, 1929. Before Ballard Cross was Vernon Delhart with the Crow Song. Victor V-40149 was made on Friday, October 4, 1929. Dalhart had recorded the Crow song a couple of months earlier for Columbia under the pseudonym Al Craver. And you probably remember that Vernon Dalhart itself was a pseudonym. 
and that he was born Marion Tri Slaughter. He came up with his stage name by combining the names of two Texas towns, Vernon and Dalhart, which are 261 miles from each other with Amarillo roughly in the middle between them. I'm Glenn Robison, and you and I are listening to Rapidly Rotating Records, bringing you vintage music to which you can't not tap your toes from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s. This very day, July 18th, marks the birth in 1899 in San Francisco, California, of composer, author, and singer Bertram Dorian Van Cleve. He went by Bert, and his last name was spelled several different ways in documents and records, but according to ASCAP and most of his record labels, it's two words with both capitalized. He came from a theatrical family. His father's repertory company, the Bert P. Van Cleve Company, staged the melodrama Loyal and True at the Unique Theater in Stockton, California in November of 1904, which the Stockton Daily Evening Record newspaper hailed as one of the best melodramas ever seen in the city. Bert's mother, the former Flora Evangeline Peck, was also a member of the troupe, and for the first seven years of his life, until his father died in 1906, Bert traveled with the company from coast to coast. Bert became an actor in stock companies in San Francisco and Oakland and was also heard on radio station KLX in Oakland. He collaborated with Arthur Fields and Fred Hall, writing songs for their group, Rex Cole's Mountaineers, a country music band heard on WEAF and on records under an array of other names. Later, Bert worked in various capacities for radio and TV stations, and in 1966 was editor of Tape Parade, the only magazine in the country dedicated exclusively to recording tape. He predicted that stereo 8-track cartridges would outsell not only every other tape system, including reel-to-reel, but phonograph records as well. I hope he didn't invest in the stock market using his predictions. Bert Van Cleve died April 29, 1992, in Gilbray, California. He was a partner in the Piedmont Music Publishing Company, and in addition to Fields and Hall, Van Cleve collaborated with Guy Wood and Rudy Valley. For his birthday segment last year, I played I Can't Sleep in the Movies Anymore, You're Just Too Sweet for Words, and You're My Little Rhapsody in Blue. But here are three others by Bert Van Cleve. <laughs> Somewhere in your heart There is a bite away Where right from the start I'd like to hide away From the busy throng Singing you my song of love Somewhere in your heart Fate has the whole thing planned I'm to be a part Yours ever to command At your beck and call Serving you with all my love Like a pagan bows at the feet of idols in his shrine I bow low and lay at your feet this lonely heart of mine Somewhere in your heart can't you find room for me where right from the start There'll be no gloom for me and I know in time You'll be glad I'm somewhere in your heart 
pale moonlight hiking down the road. Feet mighty weary, back sore from my load. But my heart's happy gazing at the moon. For he tells me that I'll be home soon. Leave kindly light, guide me home tonight. I want to be cradled in mother's arms again. Guide me back home, never more to roam. I want to be cradled in mother's arms again. Just to hear her sing that sleepy time melody. Like she used to when she cuddled me on her knee. So lead kindly light, guide me home tonight. I want to be cradled in mother's arms again. Far have I wandered from the ones I love. Now back I'm hiking and the moon above keeps brightly shining as I plod along. So to him I sing this little Love was born, I've waited 
was made for us too. And though we've met just now, in my heart I know somehow, ever since time began, I've loved you. Fred Hall also recorded it as Ford Britain and his Blue Comets, but there you heard Annette Hanshaw and her February 18, 1931 recording of Ever Since Time Began. Before Annette, Arthur Fields and Fred Hall were wanting to be cradled in their mother's arms on July 25, 1930. Both takes one and two of that recording were issued on Clarion 5240 and 5016. And Rudy Valley and his Connecticut Yankees started off a little tribute to Burt Van Cleve with Somewhere in Your Heart. Rudy Valley managed to get himself composer credit on the label of Victor 24702, recorded August 5, 1934, along with Van Cleve and Guy Wood. As I was putting together that last segment, I very nearly included the record which is going to start off this set, which would have been quite embarrassing, and I'll explain why in the back announce. They say that every fireman wears suspenders that are red Because they hold his trousers up and keep him out of bed But who cares, who cares, who cares anyhow My folks all say I was born this way, but who cares anyhow A bumblebee will never sing about his little honey I hardly think a policeman's club will ever strike me funny But who cares, who cares, who cares anyhow I know some jokes that I can't tell folks But who cares anyhow Say, Bill, what's the difference between the North and the South Pole? All the difference in the world, Ernie. (laughs) (laughs) I never saw a butterfly that ever could make butter. And even all the nicest streets will end up in the gutter. But who cares, who cares, who cares anyhow? I'm so darn bright for the shine at night, but who cares anyhow? Ernie, did I tell you my last Scotch story? I hope so. (laughs) 
They call me Maple Sugar, cause I'm just a refined sap. And when my girl feels all run down, she winds up in my lap. But, But who cares, who cares, who cares anyhow? You'll all agree something's wrong with me. But who cares anyhow? Speaking of Scotch jokes, you know, I often wonder how you ever get away with all the Scotch jokes that you tell. Well, half of my ancestors were Scotch. What was the other half? Oh, ginger ale. <laughs> <laughs> a bullfrog lives a long, long time, although each night he croaks. And I know my sweet is not so hot because she never smokes. But, But who cares, who cares, who cares anyhow? It's a crazy song that won't last long. But, But who cares anyhow? Hey, Bill, whatever became of your sister? Oh, she has a new position now. What's she doing? She's a waitress in a lunatic asylum. A waitress in a lunatic asylum? Yeah, she carries soup to nuts. <laughs> <laughs> They say that a banana skin will make a lovely slipper. I don't believe I'll ever drink moonshine from the Big Dipper. But, But who cares, who cares, who cares anyhow? We told the bell, but the bell can't tell, but who cares anyhow? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares anyhow? I do, I do, I do. <laughs> oh, we don't There's a fun record. The Happiness Boys, Billy Jones and Ernie Hare, asking who cares anyhow. Well, I care, and I certainly hope you care. That was recorded May 16, 1929 by Victor, and Take 3 was issued as catalog number 22087. I said it would have been embarrassing had I included that record in the last segment. Why? Well, Van Cleave gets composer credit. Not Bert Van Cleave, but Fred Van Cleave. Unfortunately, I couldn't find any biographical or musical information about Fred Van Cleave at all. Nothing. Zip. Nada. But Who Cares Anyhow was co-written by Charles Midgley. Charles Midgley was born December 17, 1899 in Salt Lake City, Utah. He contributed to three 1930 feature films, The Silent Enemy, The Light of Western Stars, and the William Powell mystery, The Benson Murder Case, but he's uncredited on all three. He was apparently a sideman in Horace Heights' band, and he wrote at least one other tune, which you're going to hear now, Cuban Serenade. Thank you. 
Barnabas Van Jechi mit seinem Orchester and Cuban Serenade, written by Charles Midgley. That was recorded in Berlin, Germany on October 4, 1935 and issued on the Electrola label. It was also issued in the U.S. on Victor and in the U.K. on the record we heard, HMV EG3712. It can sometimes be frustrating, but I love the tangents doing the research on these records and music take me. I didn't find anything else by Charles Midgley, but thanks to Newspapers.com and Ancestry.com, I found that he had an older brother, Rex William Midgley, born August 24, 1889, also in Salt Lake City. He wasn't a composer or musician, but he is heard on the following record by Ted Weems and his orchestra. We now present Ted Weems and his orchestra playing a new number by Leo Robin and Richard Whiting about Oshkosh and Kalamazoo. One vocal chorus will be sung by the Keating Twins. like to punch the clock up in the town hall tower. The wives of traveling men are lonesome and neglected because the trains pull in before they are expected. When it's daylight saving time in Oshkosh, oh gosh, I'd rather be in Kalamazoo. Voices to those protesting against daylight saving time in California. 
We don't want daylight saving, do we, boys? No. California is all right as it is. Why change? Vote against daylight saving. It's number seven on the ballot. Well, my wife, for one, loves daylight saving time and, along with more than a dozen states, would like to see it observed year-round. The idea of daylight saving time originated in New Zealand in the 1800s. It wasn't implemented there until 1927, but daylight saving time first became official in the U.S. on March 19, 1918, enacted to help save energy during World War I, but was repealed after the war. The law also established our five current time zones, but of course those stayed in place. There were various efforts to reinstate daylight saving time, and although it's federally mandated, Hawaii and Arizona don't observe it, nor do most American territories. In 1930, Proposition 7 on the California ballot would have established DST from late April through late September, but the measure was defeated. It was vehemently opposed by motion picture producers because people were much less likely to go into dark theaters if it was light outside. They were so opposed that they were behind the record we just heard. When it's daylight saving time in Oshkosh, I'd Rather Be in Kalamazoo by Ted Weems and his orchestra. That was recorded in Hollywood by Victor on October 16, 1930, and pressed on special white-label Victor Scrolls. They weren't issued commercially, but were distributed to theaters to play over the house amplifier between films in an effort to defeat Prop 7. And one of those theaters was the Ritz Theater in Oakland, operated by Charles Midgley's parents. The tune was composed by Richard Whiting, with the lyric by Leo Robin. The first vocal chorus was sung by Parker Gibbs, the second by the Keating Sisters, and the third by Country Washburn, but the announcer was Rex Midgley. Rex Midgley and his brothers Charles and Van owned the American Theater in Oakland, California, and apparently Rex was doing quite well. In 1927, he and his wife Goldie Suzanne Maxwell and their daughter Gloria toured all over Europe, with Rex extolling European commercial airlines. Business reversals caused by the Depression took their toll, and Rex Midgley committed suicide on April 5, 1932, at just 43 years of age, and he's buried at Mountain View Cemetery in Oakland. And I want to thank my friend, film critic, radio host, and fellow record collector, Matias Antonio Bombal in Sacramento, for his help with this segment. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7, KISL Avalon, and KISLAvalon.com. This and all our previous shows are also available 24-7, on demand, anytime at all, online at RapidlyRotatingRecords.com. And we're on all the major podcast directories. Last week I ran out of time in the dusting segment to play one of the records I had lined up. No matter, here it is this week. Not as part of a segment having to do with dusting, but with Equus Asinus.
If you're sure she won't think that I am just a fool serenading a mule. Amigo mio, does she not have a dainty bray? She listens carefully to each little tune you play. She'd love to sing it too If only she knew the way But try as she may In her voice there's a flaw And all that the lady can say So fleet as a mosquito, but so sweet like my chiquito, you're the one for me. Come that old mule, Charlie Poole, rode around the world. Oh, I think he's dead. I think he died away down in Virginia somewhere. What's wrong with him? <laughs> I guess he got a hold of some of Slim's homebrew. Go ahead and tell me about it. All right. Thompson had an old green mule, and he led him around in the cart. He loved that mule, and the mule loved him with all that mule's heart. When the rooster crowed, old Thompson knowed that day was a gwine to break. He rubbed that mule with the leg of a stool, and he scratched him down with a rake. And the mule said, lady, 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 Like a ton of bricks When both hind legs were loose He threw them back at Big Lip Jack And he cooked his royal goose That nigga thought That he had been called In an awful big cyclone You better bet that he wished He'd let that old gray mule alone And the mule did yellow clay, some shavings and some wooden pig, that was his oats and hay. That mule would chaw with his iron and jaw and a pair of dirty socks. He'd wink one eye like a handsome pie with his mouth just full of rock. And the mule said, lady, I need a lady, I need a lady. 
One day while traveling through the field, he found an old hook skirt. He thought at once he'd make a meal of old wire rust and dirt. That night he took an off cramp and settled down in his feet. Before the dawn that mule had gone to walk on a golden street. And the mule said, lady, I lady, lady, I lady, lady, Some mule. Sure. Well, because there are only so many vintage records about donkeys, we finished with one about a mule, which is a half-donkey, I guess, being the offspring of a male donkey and a female horse. And in this case, it was the extremely rare yodeling mule. That was Roy Harper and Earl Shirky, and the yodeling mule was recorded by Columbia on March 25, 1929, issued on Columbia 15406, Clarion 5430, and Velvet Tone 2480, where it was credited to Joe Fletcher and Arthur Higgins. Roy Harper was born Roy Harvey, March 24, 1892, in West Virginia, where as a child he took up the guitar and displayed quite an aptitude for the instrument. Princeton, West Virginia was home of the Virginian Railroad, known as the biggest little railroad in the world. It was started by Henry Rogers in 1909 and ran from Norfolk, Virginia to Deepwater, West Virginia until it was bought in 1959 by the Norfolk and Western. Harvey went to work for the Virginian in 1916 and worked his way up to engineer, but lost his job in 1923 due to a strike. He switched to music and in 1926 was invited by Charlie Poole to join the North Carolina Ramblers. Over the next five years, he made almost 200 sides, solo, duo, and as a sideman, and in between session worked in a music store in Beckley, West Virginia, where he met yodeler Earl Shirky. Roy Harvey died July 11, 1958. Earl Jennings Shirky was born March 25, 1900, and recorded 16 sides in four sessions with Harvey. His day job was as a chauffeur and truck driver, and he died December 22, 1951. Before Roy Harper and Earl Shirky, it was Denny Dennis with Ambrose and his orchestra and the Donkey Serenade from DECA F-6927, January 13, 1939. The Donkey Serenade is a reworking by Herbert Stothert of Rudolf Firmel's 1912 tune, Chansonette, from his operetta, The Firefly. The lyrics were written by George Forrest and Robert White. Since you always want to keep your donkey clean, we started with dusting the donkey. That was the California Ramblers recording as the Golden Gate Orchestra on Perfect 14441, made in New York on May 4, 1925. Dusting the donkey was written by Howdy Quicksell. The phrase, by the way, goes back to about the year 1000 when it meant while going along in the course of one's walk or journey, and that's how Shakespeare used it in A Midsummer Night's Dream. Later in the 16th century, the phrase took on the figurative meaning of incidentally, in passing, or as a side topic, and Shakespeare used that meaning as well in The Merry Wives of Windsor. The modern-day meaning used to apologize for introducing a new topic or casual remark was introduced in 1614. Oh, and by the way, here are some rapidly rotating records using the phrase, by the way. 
this By the Way segment with By the Way, I'm Still in Love with You. Scrappy Lambert was credited on the label of that August 14, 1929 Victor record, number 22116, as Burt Lauren, singing the Joe Young and Sam M. Lewis lyric to Lou Pollock and Lou White's tune, played by Henry Bussey and his orchestra. And this, by the way, is not to be confused with the By the Way composed by Henry Lodge recorded by Roy Smeck's trio a couple of months later. I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. If you had half as much fun as I did, then I had twice as much fun as you. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. <laughs>